0: For those of you who have been here all week, you know that our theme for this week is what is it? You remember? All of Jesus for all the world, and I I love this theme. First of all, because it call it talks about the completeness of who Jesus is, the complete work that he, the fullness of who Jesus is, and that's our message, isn't it? and that's the message we take to those all around the world five billion people in our world today amazing isn't it to think of that many um darren excuse me i'm in the middle of something here
1: oh but sorry deep, that's I, all right, i'm hunting missionaries have you seen any
0: well i've seen a few but what do you mean you're hunting missionaries
1: i'm looking for them i want to find more out about them huh. i i, I they' That's what this week's about, right?
0: Well, yeah, you're right. It is about that. But what kind of missionaries are you looking for? Actually, we don't call them missionaries anymore. We call them international workers. They're a little hard to say. It's a little hard to say. But oh,
1: Well, I'm looking for all of the international <laughs> workers.
0: Well, good, good. We've got a few. You know, Alliance Missions, we've kind of had a change in this last couple of years. Not I hate a, change. Oh, well, no. But this is a good one. This oh, is okay. a good one. If you think of an umbrella, and the, t- the umbrella is Alliance Missions. Okay. What we've done is we've brought all the different, mm, they call them structures, but they, they're really kind of like specialties okay. underneath. And you'll be familiar with them. like. Uh, Envision is one of them. Common oh, like Services, comma? Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right. Marketplace Ministries. Sure. And so, what they've done instead of each one of them being a separate entity, they've put them all together under Alliance Missions now.
1: Well, how about that?
0: And so, I think it's I think it's going to work well. I think it's going Sounds to be great. Inter- It'll be good in explaining missions uh, Alliance Missions uh-huh. to people who are outside of the Alliance as well, and even in our giving, it will be easier to. Um, to give to the, the particular missionaries so that, international workers that so we that want. So that it's
1: all going into one yeah, fund. Yeah, and exactly. Not to each individual.
0: You know, you know A. B. Simpson.
1: Yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the founder like, of the Like era. grandfather exactly. CMA, yes.
0: Exactly. Well he wrote a song many years ago, and um, he says when he was talking about missions and missions at the time, he said, To the hardest of places he calls me to go not thinking of comfort or ease. And you know, um, we often think, sometimes our perceptions of who missionaries are and what they do. You know, some people think, oh, they're, they're kind of the misfits. They never could make it in the States, so we send them overseas, you know. Get them out of yeah, here. Yeah, get them out of here. Uh, or we think, or they're, you know, we still picture sometimes, you know, every all missionaries living in the jungle, in the jungle with pith with, helmets right. and all of that. Or gourds. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go there. And um, Or sometimes, you know, there are those who think that, we just go out as humanitarian to give humanitarian Uh, help like in times of crisis and stuff but it's so much more than that and the comfort and ease you know back in back when Simpson wrote this um, the world was oh so different Mm -hmm. in fact now you know some of the countries and some of the cities where our international workers are are living um, are very comfortable Mm. and you remember Daniel said the other night that one of the uh, things about Uruguay was the good, you know, quality the of quality, life right, there, you know. Right. And so, but what is difficult for all of our international workers is the fact that they are going to bring light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And there will always be a battle yeah, against that truth, that's right. right. So. Let's go find some international workers. Do you know and some? We do. I bet you do, too. You'll recognize them when you see them. All right. Okay. Well, let's go see okay. if we can good find idea. them. Okay, Darren, we're going to meet here with Sebi. You know Sebi, right? Hey, Sebi. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Yeah. Good. Good. We are on the hunt. Ooh. Yes. We are on the hunt to find out what missionaries do. Now, we understand the alliance. We're not
1: hunting missionaries. No. Oh. No, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to run.
0: <laughs> but we are trying to find out what exactly comma is about.
2: Ah. And so
0: we thought of you, and Thank you. thought, oh, but we have a few questions.
3: Okay, go
1: for it. What does KAMA stand for?
3: Oh, comma stands for Compassion and Mercy Associates. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, basically we are a relief and development branch of the CMA, okay. and um, our goal is to see people thrive, spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially, so, you know the theme of All of Jesus for All the World? Well, the thing is, is you can look at that as just a, the- a theological statement in a sense, and, but we want to see that in a bigger picture. Um, we see, I see that as kind of a tunnel vision where Jesus has so much more to offer. And So we want to see people going from a surviving situation to a thriving situation, spiritually, physically, emotionally, socially. We want to see lives transformed and communities restored. So every person is part of a community and we want to see that community to be restored to what God would want them to be. So yeah, not all common workers work in fields, Um, some do, a lot of them in Africa we do. Um, We've done everything from fish farming to soil uh, structures, Uh, but we also, um, for example, in Europe we work with some business type training, um, counseling, um, rehab, physical rehab type stuff. Um, In South America we work on a lot of relief type situations. But also in Southeast Asia, we work with Moringa products, and uh, we've also got a cool soccer ministry going, um, which uh, that speaks to my heart. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but we 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 look at a variety of situations, and we really look at the need, and we say, okay, what is the need? How can we help with that need? Mm-hmm. And but of course, the, the key is always Jesus Christ, and I was how gonna we can.
0: Say, how does Jesus fit
3: in? Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Jesus <laughs> is really the key. Um, kind of like what I said earlier. Um, I think our time. A lot of times, we 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 take a little key. Mm-hmm. Into people's lives, and we try to open the key to, to let to Jesus bigger, in, a sense, yeah. kind of. But I think the key is much bigger. I think yeah. we got a big key that, that can really touch all the parts of their lives. And so uh, we do through that through that through storying. We do that through just one-on-one situations, group settings. Um, in a sense, we're almost discipling people before they actually become Christians. Mm-hmm. And so then the discipling process is kind of a natural follow-up. Yeah.
0: Um,
3: so yeah. So So we we love what we do. Very
1: good. Thank you.
0: you Yeah, Yeah, very much. We got a couple more people to go see. Yeah,
1: Okay. All right. I'll keep working on the onions. We're (laughs) missionaries to hunt.
3: Oh, very good. (laughs) (laughs) Happy hunting. (laughs)
0: Hey, Karen, look, here's here's Chris and Beck. Hey, guys. Hey,
1: so good (laughs) to see you. (laughs) We
0: are on the hunt for missionaries, we've okay. been hunting missionaries Flash international work is it
4: gonna hurt it no. might <laughs> okay yeah, we we'll to try to make it as painless <laughs> as <Okay>. possible
0: <laughs> but we're here to find out a little bit more about envision
1: envision yes.
0: i think Darren I, has yeah some questions I,
1: i've heard him. of like envision atlanta okay. but what does that mean for you guys in the holy land sure
5: well first of all i want to talk about envision envision is is super awesome, and it's one of the ways the Alliance missions is working these days to draw new people into into missions. And so, Envision's at Atlanta, but Envision is actually all over the world, mm-hmm. and it actually started internationally. There's actually a handful of international sites, and then they started doing them in America, especially as as refugees and other nationalities started coming okay. to America. It's like here's an opportunity, and so Envision as a whole, as part of Alliance missions, is one of the strategies, is one of the uh, the, the pillars, so to speak. Um, envisions goal is to identify and establish and develop leaders and they innovate and they strengthen communities of faith in key urban environments okay. so you'll always find envision sites in cities mm-hmm. um, and envisions is there to help partner and build bridges and draw people together for the gospel
6: envision certainly develops young leaders that's a goal is to develop the next generation of leaders for missions work uh, so there is um, internships and development happening there's also short-term trips which could be young or old or a mixture uh, churches are welcome to come to participate in the work that's being done on the ground and to get a real vision of what god's doing in key cities We're really excited about um, getting settled in the Holy Lands and experiencing life there and ministry there. Uh, The Alliance is excited and wanted to establish an Envision site there for a while because it's a strategic location in the Middle East and um, engaging lots of diverse people uh, we're looking forward to being a part of building bridges and mm-hmm. helping our girls get settled and know what ministry is like uh engaging in in what's already happening and um also finding new ways to share jesus uh, with the people around us
1: yeah. um, awesome. we're, we're looking for hunting a few more international workers so <laughs> well,
5: go go easy on
0: them yes, <laughs> there like- <laughs> Got another one. I want you to meet. Um, oh, great! You know the bells. I do. Hey, Hi, Karen, Jim, how are you doing? Good to see you again. Good. So good to see Hi, you guys. How are you all doing? We are doing well, thank good. you. I'd like you to share with Darren a little bit about what Marketplace Ministries is and how that fits in to the Alliance's structures. Okay. All right.
7: Well, I I think Marketplace Ministries is a is a tool that we use to get into creative access countries Mm -hmm. so that uh, we can provide a service to them and then do life with them. Mm -hmm.
1: So when you guys went what did you do?
4: We did two things. We did Marketplace and we did Ministry. (laughs) How about that? But they were very separate, but yet totally combined, just like your life here. Mm. Uh, For the Marketplace, we provided a service in the country that we were in that was very much needed, but very, very unique that nobody had ever heard for. So they loved us there, being there. Uh, We saved the power industries over there a ton of money by testing their transformers and reclaiming their insulation fluid. Okay. And this is what you had and done
0: And that is here what I States, did for right?
4: 35 years oh, okay. as a career. And uh-huh. so it was just a continuation uh, of what I'd always very, been doing. Very cool. But on the ministry side because it was creative Access country, mm-hmm. and we weren't allowed to evangelize on the street corner, if you may. We just were ourselves to our neighbors. We got to be very close to our neighbors, uh-huh. our team, because we were uh, a little bit older. We became professional grandparents <laughs>
7: <That was fun. laughs> that was that was to all the,
4: the, the kids <laughs> there. They were like our grandkids. Uh, we did a lot of uh, administrative stuff that freed them up for the kingdom ministries, mm-hmm. but it came very natural for us. Mm-hmm. But especially the relationships with the, with the locals, mm-hmm. uh, we were strange and different. They gave us a lot more freedom. Yeah. And because of the marketplace end, we were able to, tra- at least for me, uh, to travel places all over the country that huh. even the locals couldn't get into. Really? And therefore yeah. you build relationships. relationships.
7: Uh-huh.
6: Great.
7: Yes, and while he was traveling all over the country, would <laughs> re- Transformers. <laughs> I was able to um, plug in at a women's center and teach English as a second language. My only qualification for that was I spoke you English. You spoke English. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And and it was wonderful because it was women, and we were able to um, meet with one another, do life together. Hospitality was such a big thing there, and we would go to have tea, they would come mm-hmm. to my house to have tea, and we were able to have conversations that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, like I say, do life together. Or yeah. something.
1: So basically, you There's went that. in. You went into the country, and you did what you've done all of your life. Oh yes, mm-hmm. and. Karen, you just were the hospitable self
4: that Sad you are. Us. And that's the way God used you.
7: Exactly. Yes. exactly. That's, amazing.
4: Yeah. that's amazing. And probably the biggest ministry that we had there was at our kitchen table. Hmm.
0: Isn't that so? Always
4: good around food.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs>
4: and a chance to share yeah. heartaches and... Different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Do you have
0: any other questions?
4: I don't think I do.
0: Well, thank but, you for uh, your yeah. time. We thank really so appreciate thank it. Thank you for letting us share. Thank you very much. And we were glad to to see you again.
7: Good Thanks. to see you as well.
1: <laughs> Been on.
0: We got to Comma Services. We got, we got to Envision. Mm-hmm. We got to Marketplace Ministries, now we're here, and what's the fourth one, do you remember?
1: Access.
0: Access. Yes. Very good. In fact, to have you had a chance to look around outside in this hallway here and on through here? We have displays for each one of the different structures so that people can understand and maybe visualize a little bit more what types of ministries Very there cool. are. Yeah. So take a few minutes when you leave and, and check it out.
1: It, out in these hallways? Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. And then there's one out here in front as well. Okay. So access ministries is typically is, are the ministries that sometimes we think of as typical missionary work.
1: Okay, that yeah. would
0: be church planting, but that also includes education okay. in there and um, but you know, Darren, I think, I think you probably picked it up in um, all of the people we visited, no matter what their form of ministry was the foundation was always the same Mm. and that was to bring jesus to the world world. and to introduce bring people into the kingdom and no matter which one of the structures um it was it was important that was their 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 bottom line agenda that's right that's right and so look okay we got Matt over here, he's with Access. Uh-huh. Maybe he can come up and talk to us a little bit about what he does. Well, I saw Deej over
1: here. Maybe. Okay,
0: well maybe later he can come okay. up as well. Great. So Hey Matt, come on up. Are you good? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll talk if you, no.
5: It's good to be with you again, and again, thank you so much for inviting me into the conference uh, this year to be with you all. And I wanted to begin here by kind of picking up with, on what we've been talking about uh, so far in terms of helps ministries and all that sort of thing. Over there in Russia, one of, the, uh, one of the ministries and activities I thoroughly enjoy, although it's just a very side part of what we do over there, is being involved in orphan ministries. And uh, here you see uh, my dear friend Sam Naylor is in the middle there, and then Catherine is on the left. And Sam and his wife, Julia, are very much involved in adult orphan ministries for those who have been orphaned their whole life and have severe uh, mental challenges and physical challenges and just basically remain in orphanages for the, their whole life, as well as in children's orphanages. And then Catherine is involved in uh, Infant uh, orphan situations in these huge orphanages south of St. Petersburg where profoundly disabled children after they're born and very often the mother will just leave the child in the hospital and the mother will leave and then they'll put these children into these hospitals and it's very profound and precious ministry they're involved in. So we go to the I think it's turned on, it's not So we go to these adult uh, orphanages. I'm not allowed to go to all of them, but I can go to some of them. And here you can see this was a Christmas box ministry. And it's just precious to go and to fill these boxes with uh, all sorts of toothbrushes and whatever other sorts of things these folks might need at their orphanages and then spend time with them and talk with them. See, this guy basically has no lower body But to this point, and this is the pastor of our church actually there in St. Petersburg, but to this point, we're over there in Russia and we're going and we're visiting these people and we are providing them with things. Has missions taken place? This is a trick question, so be careful. So if I say, has missions taken place and I say it's a trick question, probably what is the safe answer? No. (laughs) No. If it's a trick question, the safe answer is no. (laughs) That's right, because missions hasn't taken place until the gospel is presented. And we need to be very careful about this. We talk a lot about bringing Jesus to the nations, but what are we talking about with that? Are we talking about bringing a triumphalist Jesus? That is a Jesus, the King who just comes and just welcomes everyone and and everything's great. Just turn to Jesus. Or are we forgetting something? Because when Jesus came to this world, it's as though he was coming down, coming down, and it's as though he tripped and fell down through a chute to hell. Because there's this thing called the cross that just smashes everybody in the face when they're coming to Jesus. And the Apostle Paul talks about the offense of the cross. And we need to be very careful that as we're presenting Jesus, we're presenting a crucified and bloody Jesus who is then raised and exalted to the heavens. And that demands a question of everyone who comes to Jesus. And that is, why did Jesus die? I think sometimes in more modern missions, we begin to confuse or blur the lines of the central element of what missions is about. It is not along the axis of wealth and poverty. It is not along the axis of health, emotional or otherwise, and sickness. It's along the axis of sin and righteousness, You bring health to someone, you bring wealth to someone, they'll thank you like they'd thank UNICEF, or like they'd thank Peace Corps, or any other groups. But God Almighty is looking for worshipers, people who have been profoundly affected by how deeply ingrained their sin is, and therefore how beautiful is the gospel of Christ. And if we ever begin to soften that or neglect that or somehow begin to forget those elements, we're missing the very heart of what it's all about. So at the root, and this is what our ministries are more involved in, Daniel's and mine is evangelism and discipleship and church planting. And so just to give two quick stories here. So this is Ilya. He is one of the brothers at our uh, at the Christian University in St. Petersburg, and you can see he's a paraplegic, which is very awkward and difficult for a person in Russia. They don't have all the ramps and all the sorts of things that we have here for people who are physically challenged. But this guy, you see the smile on his face. This is who he is. He is in love with Jesus Christ. He knows that his sins have been forgiven, the most profound issue. And whether the Lord ever heals him or not physically, you know, it's just a blip, this life, before glory begins. And therefore, he is looking forward to that day. But he has an opportunity to minister to others, tell others, other Russians about the plight of people who are in his situation, as well as share the gospel of Christ. And he's also able to share with those who are hopeless, even in the world sense. They're hopeless in Russia, as well as hopeless of the gospel. And he's able to present the gospel in these spheres that are often other Uh, um, Christians don't have an opportunity to do that. And so for Terry and I to be able to speak into his life and encourage him and help disciple him and grow him in Christ and in the scriptures, and then for him to be even more mature as he goes out and speaks, that's primarily part of our ministry over there. And then finally, another brother, Yannick, who came to the school about five or six years ago, and he's was a younger believer at the time, and as we began to meet, and he asked me to be kind of his mentor-type person, so we met very, very regularly, and he is now one of the two leads of the um, um, youth, for, uh, Young Life Ministry in St. Petersburg. So he spends, he just loves spending time with uh, teenagers as well as uh, young adults, and he takes them on... Uh, summer camps and sets up those sorts of ministries and he also sits down with them and he shares the gospel with them and he teaches them the scriptures and this is the picture I conclude with and it's one of my favorites because there's Yannick on the left he's about 30 and there's a teenager on the right and they're sitting down at some whatever a Burger King or something and there's the Bible between the two of them and the thing I most love about that is because when I see that I think to myself you know There have been so many times where it's not Yannick on the left and a teenager on the right. It's I'm on the left and Yannick is on the right. And I think I will never be able to reach all those teenagers with the gospel. I'll never know the language as well. I'll never know the culture as well. I'll never have access. But Yannick does. And so to be able to speak into his life and know that the gospel and the transforming power of the gospel then spreads out through him is one of the deepest encouragements for Terry and I. So thank you so much for supporting us. And I think Daniel's coming up now to continue in this vein.
2: Thank you, Matt. It really has been a joy to be here this week with you. It's been a privilege. Um, When I think of access... I can't help but go back to 1997 when I was 10 years old. We were living in Chile, and we were, as a family, traveling down to the southern part of Chile where the national headquarters was at, and we were going there to celebrate the 100-year anniversary of Alliance Ministry in Chile in 1997, an amazing testimony of seeing God's faithfulness at work in a place for 100 years. Five years later in 2002, when my parents had already sensed the Lord leading them out of Chile and to go into Mexico, there they were at general council in a church full of national Chilean pastors, a national church that had begun sending out their own international workers. And so for them, it was just this confirmation of the task that God had called them to in that place was accomplished. The national church was strong and thriving, sending out their own international workers. And so for me, living and serving in Uruguay, it has been a delight to be able to connect and partner at times in ministry with international workers from Chile serving in Montevideo. Amazing to see how God's faithfulness has come full circle there. So we serve with Access on a church planting team, a wonderful team. The National Church invited us in to Uruguay as U.S. workers to primarily plant churches along the coastal road there in Montevideo and then also to play a supportive role in the education and training in our Bible Institute. We are focused on serving the National Church. We are focused in partnering with them to establish the church there in Montevideo, and what a blessing and a privilege it is for us. For us as a team, we long to plant churches but also engage in kingdom initiatives that are taking place in our midst to ultimately bring people to Christ so that they can experience the life transforming power that is in Him. I addressed this a little bit on Wednesday night that Uruguay is a bit of an anomaly in its context that Uruguay is a very secular country, yeah, country. Montevideo is a very secular city, and that generations have been taught to put their trust in secular humanism. This has brought about strong biases, as you can imagine, towards the church, that it has brought about a lot of suspicion, that there's not trust when you think of the church, We have seen and heard about the many negative views that people have of the church because of different abuses or manipulations that they have seen in religion, and so there is just this distance, this barrier there. And so for us, as we serve in this context, we have to approach church in a more relational, organic way, because when they get a sense of the institutional church, there's this no thank you. So, being in our context, it's our desire as individuals and organizationally as a church to both come to serve, to imitate Jesus who came not to be served but to serve others and then to also add value in our community so that as people see us, they would see us as a people who have come to love, to bless, and to serve and be an addition in the community around them. In March of 2018, which is kind of cool, that was about four years ago, right around now, that our team planted a church there in Montevideo. It's been amazing to see what God has done and continuing to do in our midst. And as a church, we desire to be a gospel-centered church so that people will know that it's only through Jesus that we can be in relationship with God, that he alone is the way, the truth. And the life to be a gospel-centered church and to also be an encounter-based church. That as people come, that they would experience who God is, that he is real and can be known. Because we see in Colossians that we were created by God and for God to be in relationship with him and it's only in him that the deepest longings of our souls and our hearts will be satisfied because he is our good creator. And so, A lot of what we do is relationships, building relationships to be able to build the bridges of trust, to be able to communicate and share the faith of Jesus and what he has done in us to help kind of reshape some of the biases, to reshape some of the negative views that there are towards the church. So one of the really neat opportunities we've had as a church is during covid we were able to connect with a community center in a lower-income neighborhood. And it's a secular organization, but they're doing great work. And it was neat to see our church kind of rally together to gather resources, to gather food, materials, baby supplies at this difficult time of life. And not only just our church, but to also engage their friends behind this effort to bless and to love this community center really encouraging to me after I had had the privilege of going and delivering and saying, as a church, we just want to bless you and let you know that God loves you and that we want to bless you in this way. After doing that for months and months, somebody in our church said, hey, you know, it's great that we're doing this, but it would be really great if, if we were able to like go and be a part of like, what they're doing and bless them in some physical way. So long story short, we, as a church, were able to go out Bless them in a very physical and tangible way in which was a need of theirs, which was very much appreciated, to love them and to bless them there. This may not sound like anything extraordinary to you because of the culture that we live in. And man, I remember working with the youth here, the amount of service projects, serving other people, But in Uruguay, this is a bit strange. It's countercultural because their volunteering isn't a part of their culture. And in many cases, it's not even really permitted. And there's this attitude oftentimes that nothing is free. And if it is, then they want to know, well, what's, what's the catch? What do you want from me? And the good news for us is that the gift of salvation is free that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemptive work of Christ. This free gift of salvation for you and for me. So I just want to finish with a story. My grandpa, when he was in high school, had a man in his neighborhood who took an interest in his life and in the life of the other young guys in the neighborhood and said, you know what, I want to start a club. And he had this condition that if they wanted to come to the club, they had to go to Sunday school with him on Sundays. And so he faithfully would take these guys to church with them to Sunday school, would take them to evangelistic meetings in the evenings on Sundays. And as a teenager, my grandpa gave his life to Jesus and was transformed, sold out for Christ. And I think how the love of a man who took interest to go into the world of these young men to take to them the good news of Jesus, how that radically transformed the family tree for generations to come. The impact that it made then and today for the kingdom that will have eternal consequences. I have no idea what his name is, but I am so thankful for the man who was willing to go and to share the good news of Jesus to change our family tree. So my question for you today is as you reflect and think about your own story, think about your own family, who was it that was willing to go and come into your world to bring all of Jesus to you and your family? And then to finish, kind of flip the question, whose life is it that I can go into to take all of Jesus so that they can experience that same transformational life and power that we have in Christ. Whose world can we take all of Jesus into?